0: about six months, but also dating back to some of the older ones. I just want to say thank you for what you do. You've made a tremendous impact on my personal life. Your topics are on point. Your content is deep and meaningful. Wisdom is comforting. Your delivery is well, it's obviously unique, but it's upbeat. Uh, your online content is magnificent and challenging, and You provide a lot of useful strategies for immediate
1: and long-term
0: improvements. You're truly a a gift to positive marriage insight. Uh, thanks again. You're doing great. Keep it up. Can't wait for what's to come.
1: Well, what? that was from a listener, Chris. And I'm just going to be honest, Chris. I don't know if that was a compliment or a criticism.
0: <laughs> no, it was. It Your was...
1: delivery is, uh, well, mm-hmm. let's say unique. <laughs> That's like the, hey, I am so proud of you, I... however... You're a failure. No, we know no, what you sure. meant.
0: Actually, yeah. No, I I, I think it, I, I think it's hilarious because truly we you like to be called weird.
1: I do. So are, are you kidding? That's
0: so that he totally complimented. And
1: you. for you know, we're doing this now simultaneously on Facebook Live as well. Yeah. And Amy is convinced that the Facebook Livers can hear <laughs> the audio from her headphones. But like my eighty year old mother. She continually holds her headphones over the podcast <laughs> microphone, <laughs> which only messes up the audio for the podcast and doesn't make it any better for the Facebook Live I audience. I think it does. No, not if you hold it over here. If you held your headphones closer to the phone. No,
0: it says, someone said, I can hear it now. Yeah, yeah, they can they hear can. it now. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. You're like, hey, hey.
1: And I'm like, that doesn't go anywhere for the Facebook Live people. Shut up. John Cheryl. Oh, John Cheryl, thank you. Okay, today we're taking two of your questions. The first one is a voicemail hotline question from Matt, who wants to know how to talk about his current separation and trying to get a plan together with his estranged wife. The second question came in through our website, and this wife wants to know how to deal with a spouse who has a serious mental disorder like bipolar with sociopathic tendencies. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's why I got the Ph.D. girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Hey, your wish is our command, listening friends. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley along with...
0: Amy Smalley. And,
1: did I get you off guard with that one? Nope. Okay. Um, so the honoring news of the day you were a little confused by.
0: No, I think it's great.
1: Because we're not going to have a distraction of the day. Oh, we're not? No. I'm trying to get you girls on the road.
0: Okay. We have well, an important meeting in Austin, okay. Texas. Okay.
1: But here's here's the honoring news of the day, because a lot of that comes from a website called goodnewsnetwork.org. And I this morning I thought I should know who these people are. Mm, Make yeah. sure it's not a terrorist organization. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So here's why we do this segment. This is in their about us page. Thomas Jefferson said the job of journalists was to portray accurately what was happening in society. Now, this isn't on their page, but you might not know this about me, people, but my major in college was journalism. So I really do get worked up about the climate of journalism, yes. both sides. Yes. Is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's all opinion, which is fine. I just, you know, we can't call it journalism anymore. <laughs> GNN was founded because the media was failing to report the positive news.
0: Whoop. What?
1: And, the, now, and this is the point.
0: This is kind of crazy.
1: In the 1990s, while homicide rates in the U.S., plummeted by 42%, television quote-unquote news coverage of murders surged more than 700%. That's according to the Center for Media and Public Affairs. People, the murder rate declined in the 90s by 42%, yet coverage of murder raised 700%. Yeah, that's weird. That's ridiculous. So that's why I do the honoring news of the day.
0: Well, I just want to honor... Fred Rake, and Heather Slewitzke. Sch- 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 really? Thank you so much for watching.
1: Woohoo! You made fun of Heather's last name. I
0: don't, I can't, I'm like, Heather, I, I. it's not that I don't love you, but I cannot see that far.
1: Hey, if you're in the Phoenix area for New Year's, come check it out. I get a preach, and I'll be doing a special comedy dinner evening. Amy will be there, but you don't do the comedy with me. Because you you get uncomfortable.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. Straight up comedy. Because you, you know, you know. lie a
1: lot. I Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I know what the next listener question is going to have to deal with. So, I'm just kidding.
0: You stretch it.
1: Remember, That's folks. That's what comedy is. I know. Yes. It's not stretching. It's That's called right. exaggeration. <laughs> it's comedian Uh-huh. All right, leave a review and subscribe to our podcast. It lets us know you're listening and it helps us get discovered. And maybe one day we'll make money from this podcast. <laughs>
0: maybe. I don't one know. Day.
1: Right or now it just sucks everything. We just out will of be. A- <laughs> and then if you want to be featured on our show with your yeah. little voice, Yes. your precious, adorable voices, call our 24 hour hotline at 903-392-0975 and leave a voicemail question or a review, which we played Chris's. That
0: was awesome. Very kind, Chris. Thank you, Chris.
1: And so, all right, let's get into it. Let's play our first listener question. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I am obviously not. Here we go.
0: Hi, Michael. I've completed the Heroes Guide to Winning Back Your Wife and the Heroes Gathering that you did back in September my wife is wiped out, wounded, and has indicated that I can repair the damage I've caused by moving out. So that's what I did. I moved out two weeks ago. However, my wife's counselor, who facilitated the conversation about me moving out, didn't put a
1: time limit on the separation. And my wife has said that she sees it being three to six months in length, and I want to honor her boundary. So my question is, is while three to six months is a long ways off, when and how would you advise reapproaching my wife about things like doing an intensive, moving back in, and in general the
0: status of the relationship. Thanks so much.
1: Oh uh, now Matt was actually a part of my online digital coaching. So that is something that I do and you are finally maybe gonna start offering it as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I'm actually shocked about how helpful it feels like it can be for people, even though we're not sitting in the same room. So, our digital coaching people get, we do like a weekly conference call where everybody can come on and ask questions, but then they also get my cell phone so
0: nice. they can
1: test me, qu- test, they can text me questions or nice. they can email me questions as many as they want for 30 days and i you know, I especially like the texting because yeah. that it's almost like and how I encourage people to use that is, look, if you've just gotten in an argument or something just mm-hmm. negative happened, take a time out and text me. Hopefully yeah. I'm not in the air or doing a seminar and I, and I tend to respond fairly quickly and Are you and saying I that
0: people could actually like totally interact with you, yeah, Michael Smalley? I
1: know. Pretty amazing. <laughs> so, all right. He is wanting to know. Right. And I remember, so he had done some hurtful things Mm -hmm. and his wife needed this boundary. And so when they separated and he moved out and agreed to do that with a counselor, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, they didn't have like a specific timeline. So, you know, when we do that with a couple, there's always a very specific timeline.
0: And what you're going to do during that time and how, how, what does that, what does that process look like? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's wanting to know, Right. Right. like, how do I bring this up? It's cause, And that's why I like being specific, because for the person that's the wounder, like mm-hmm. the one, he's trying to change. He wants mm-hmm. to ch- He is changing. And a lack of knowledge or information is a tough one to deal with. Oh, absolutely. It creates a lot of, naturally, it creates a lot of anxiety. I
0: just want to give him some hope. She, She was the one, when he said, he asked, you know, how long, he asked her. Because they didn't establish it. He asked her, Well, how long is this? And she said, Three to six months. That's actually says she's actually a more, she's willing to go there because if she said, you know, a year or something, I would go, Oh, wow, she's really just kind of putting you, you know, you kind know, just kind of trying to push you away. But three to six months, I mean, I, I think that going back and probably going back to that counselor and having him come come back and say, okay, look, I've done this, but now we need to figure out is, you know, is this what you were talking about? Well, is here, what's but you know? Yeah.
1: And obviously I know more of the information. Okay. But it and I'd be curious because I know I tend like in my personal life, I'm mm-hmm. getting better at blowing up. And confronting things. (laughs) Not in a good way. But however, though, in a lot of areas, I still tend to be an avoider. It's difficult for me to be honest about things that, and even stupid things. that shouldn't Uh be a big deal. So I'm surprised. I don't know because I may have got distracted if you said. But what I want to tell Matt is give it a good 30 days break. Like don't ask. Don't bring it up. Because 30 days is a long time
0: mm-hmm. for
1: people to really feel very differently about things. So my thinking was, Matt, give it 30 days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and that's why I wanted you to hear it. Because I, I could be saying that just as an avoider, and maybe it needs to happen in two weeks. But because they had said three to six months, I thought, you know what? Give it a month and then approach her. But here I actually wrote out what I would want him to say. Okay. I want to get your reaction on this. So however, the conversation or question needs to be worded something like, hey, hun, I know it's been about a month and and I'm and and I agreed to separate and I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And I know why you needed the separation. So I I want to respect it. And I might be wrong, but it feels like we didn't really get a walk away with a specific plan in terms of, you know, how long. I mean, I know we kind of said three, six months, but for me that that's well, like she said three to, to six months. Yeah, well, I know I'm just yeah. saying we to be inclusive and soft, but um, I, you know, I'm wanting to know if you're more open to coming up with a more specific sort of goal date mm-hmm. where we would have in mind to be able to move back in, and then what we're going to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: what do you need me to be doing? What can I continue to do? Because my heart is, I want to restore this thing mm-hmm. and I want to repair the damage. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I would love to have a plan if you're open to it. So would you be open to meeting with our counselor again to maybe come up with that specific date in mind? But then even maybe more importantly, what I need to be doing during the separation?
0: I would think a week to two weeks might be before there's even a conversation that's even brought up. Let's just say she says three to six months. She said that give her some time, like days where there's no contact whatsoever. You think 30 days. I think you could probably push that a little bit just with maybe a text or a you know, a phone call to say, hey, I really want to honor your boundary. And basically what you're doing there, because you can't force someone to open up. And the worst thing in the world that you can do is to say, "We need to go back into counseling because we didn't establish a a specific time." Well, but that's and not da, what da, 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 I said. Da, no, it's not. But I, no, 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 that's not what you said at all. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say that yeah, because you can't you go back to be complaining to, no.
1: and pissy and. Ew, or complaining or pushing you don't want to be pushing whining. the boundary you cannot push Ew, that boundary we didn't but do you this. can Can't ask for
0: clarification yeah
1: ever, and, and guess what happens if she says bite me
0: <laughs> then you wait Drop another it. then when you I'd wait, wait another 30 days yeah I'd a good probably, 30. Days. yeah and and then you actually the hardest thing in the world to do in those kinds of situation is to trust God yeah It's to trust God and to be able to say God, you know my heart, you know where I am. You're going to have to be my advocate right now because clearly I'm, my, I, I'm making it worse yeah. by, by, by texting, by calling, by doing all this stuff. And if I believe in you, then I know that, and hopefully his wife is a, is a Christ follower too, Holy Spirit lives in her. And so, God, y- you are going to open up her heart more than I am. There's yeah. nothing that I'm going to do. So being able to talk that through and think that through, all you are, you're just, I, I like to be able to just lovingly knock on people's wall or their boundary. And being able to do that, that's basically what I did with you. And you know, Michael, you talked about you being in the closet and how you turned around or whatever. All I did was just ask, I touched yeah, your Yeah, for back. a
1: second I thought I was getting trapped in that No, closet. I did And it was a dangerous <laughs> second. I like. You will not block me from leaving <laughs> no, this closet.
0: I just barely touched you on the back and I said, hey. And I go, is this okay? I asked a question: is this okay? First, so maybe even just him asking that question and saying, hey, is it okay that I'm texting you right now? I just want to encourage you. And is it okay if I ask for more specifics on this three to six months? And is it okay? And you ask those open-ended questions. Now what are you doing? You're giving her buy-in. You're letting her come out. You're letting her – but when you do that, it it empowers her to be a part of the decision because, frankly, there's probably been something that's happened where she's felt – very yeah. taken advantage no, of or hurt or injured though. or whatever's been
1: good about acknowledging I was a jerk
0: and, and I really
1: messed things up and I totally get it and look we're all we've all been there
0: and so sometimes you need to be able to let that yeah. let let the apology sink I, in
1: it, that's why and I totally forgot like the main point that I wanted to give before I actually brought up that conversation what it should sound like oh
0: I'm sorry and I think I did it
1: yeah well you did because first and foremost Matt you want to rely on the Holy Spirit about timing prayer must be a big part of when you approach her because if you're not having a good, confident conviction from the Holy Spirit that now would be a good time, then wait and wait and wait until God really let him dictate this. And and that's a big part of our story, our love story that we've shared before. We're not going to get into it. But I was really obedient during that time and I'm telling you, everything God asked me to do or demanded of me in our love story, because I was in love with you and you were getting married to some other idiot, <laughs> and um, was so counterintuitive. Yeah. None of it made sense. It's, but None it's, of it is what I would have But it's have incredibly
0: naturally. loving, and it's positive. No, it was positive. all loving. If what you're doing, if the words that you're going to say, are, are you trying to be the Holy Spirit for your spouse? Are you trying to be the Holy Spirit for someone else? Yeah, that's, that's not, you're basically trying to step in front of God and be God, and that's not going to work. And so when you have that as your motivation, then you know it's a bad thing.
1: Right. So I think we've, wrapped up that. For no, me. that's so, good. Hey, buddy, pray about it. Yes. You want God's Keep the timing. counselor
0: engaged.
1: Yep. And then whatever things you've been told that you need to do, be doing those things. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you, she has the boundary and it's a hard one because she wants to know whether or not you've really changed. There you go. And if you get mad about it and if you yeah. start getting ugly about it, think Demanding. about what that tells her.
0: Tells yeah, her shaming. He
1: he's not different at all.
0: No, he's not. And so yeah.
1: the truth he is, do it. if you have had a heart change, then... You're going to be soft. It doesn't matter what she does. You're still going to be kind. That's
0: true. And, and, and you Even know what? I she... just want to give this guy, too, he's going to be different. He's going to walk away saying... I know that there's a humility, and it, and the Holy Spirit is empowering me to be self-disciplined yeah. because I so in myself wanted to go back and and be justice and make her do this and make her do that. But when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, always working in our lives, no matter yeah. what our marriage situation is, no matter what is happening, but we are becoming more and more mature in Christ, then we're becoming. More loving, more kind, more self-controlled. Yeah. Really, this is this is a huge thing for him to say. Are you going to be self-controlled or not? Because God has called you to be self-controlled. He has not called you to bulldoze your wife and to say that. And I'm not saying that he he has because he, that he's you can tell he's in a very sweet and tender spot. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, he is. So Matt, stay encouraged. Yes. Make sure you have a stay community encouraged. of people around you. Yes. And. Um, keep trusting, and we'll be here to keep answering your questions, my friend.
0: Yay! Now, my friend Jimmy's, Jenny's on.
1: What? Now we have a written question from a listener, and she said, Thank you for your real and transparent way that you bring God's design for marriage to us. Thank you. Yay! Question. Dealing with serious mental disorders in marriage, such as bipolar, sociopathic tendencies... And how to love them through it. Thanks again. Love, 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 love the show. <laughs> I love it. Well, we love you and we're, thank you. And that's a tough question. That's a
0: really tough one. That's I'm a big let one. You and you were like,
1: uh. But <laughs> I take those on. What?
0: Yeah, I take those on.
1: So, dealing with serious mental disorders like bipolar with sociopathic tendencies. And how to love them through it. I, I want to say this. I love that you're even asking that question,
0: mm-hmm.
1: honestly. I mean, it when if you are married to someone that has, you know, uh, access to or just has a personality disorder, that is hard. That's, That's very hard. There's a lot of chaos involved in that. And so I'm thrilled that. She would even ask, How do you love them through it? Because yeah, a lot lo- of people yeah. in that situation don't ask that question. No. They're like, How do I get out of this? Yes. Do I have a biblical reason <laughs> to divorce? Yeah. That's where they tend to go. Mm-hmm. And and I get it. I mean, yes. it's hard. It's I get really, it. yeah. really hard. So here's the deal. What I have started finding in research more recently is um, they are finding people who might have narcissistic person personality disorder and sociopathic tendencies and bipolar. People that are really hectic and difficult to love, there's remember you don't just have bipolar. It's not yes, and you have all of those traits.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, right. a,
1: it's a it's spectrum. a spectrum.
0: Yeah, it's a continuum. It's
1: from low end, low grade yeah. personality disorder to a real high intense one. Mm-hmm. What the research is finding on the lower end of the scale,
0: mm-hmm. kind of
1: medium-ish or less, mm-hmm. is if they happen to have a spouse who loves them unconditionally they yeah. show improvement over time. Wow. And that over time folks is years. Years of it. Now remember, when they're on when you're on a lower grade of mm-hmm. a disorder of any kind mentally, that, that you know, they're just high, because they might they're say higher narcissism functioning. Well, yes, and, and yeah. they're just more difficult to get along with and but it doesn't mean they're being abusive. It doesn't mean Evil things are happening. I mean, because if you are like an off the chart narcissist, run. I mean, run because that person is
0: because that's that's not thinking good things. You are not safe.
1: No, sometimes
0: sometimes when you are not safe, that's when it's well. You have to have a separation. Yes,
1: that's what we do if someone is with somebody who either yeah where they're safe, they are not safe. It's immediate that police have to be called. Boundary of separation has to be implemented. Mm -hmm. And then I always give a very specific set of boundaries and things that that spouse needs to do Mm -hmm. and graduate from before they're ever considered to be be allowed to come back in. And so I can, you know, it it really depends on who I'm sitting with in terms of what that list is. But traditionally, obviously, they can't be abusive anymore. (laughs) They have to get into anger management. Right. Uh, usually it's a clinical program as well. So they have to be seeing a licensed professional Mm because those people know how to help. Yes. Even, and, and me, like that ain't going to be me. No, it's not going to be me either. I might, I have that training, but that hasn't been my life's work. So I wouldn't even take it on. And then they have to get discipled. Yeah. So those are the kind of the common elements that are always with it. And then if there's other special things, then, you know, I would add that to it. Mm -hmm. So safety first. And then second again, what is God calling you to do? We have people that have stayed in crazy circumstances again not abusive.
0: Yeah, not abusive.
1: But but really hurtful and unhealthy. Yes. And God has just clearly spoken to them that I I I'm not going to uh, you are going to you are an important person in 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 my work with your husband or wife. Mm-hmm. And They've prayed about that in groups of people and mm-hmm. everybody's hearing the same thing. Woo, that's a that's a tough one. But for me, divorce is that's why, like, you know, I I don't tell people, yes, you should divorce. Yeah, we don't I, do that. I don't think we really have a healthy understanding no. theologically, and we're not gonna get into that debate. I'm just saying that is such a huge yes. thing. Don't you dare well, because- make that decision without fasting
0: and praying. Well, and god is calling you to something he wants to keep he wants to deliver a message to you i love you your value comes through me first the circumstances in your life and the things that are going on in your life god may be using those to send you a message of do not put your faith and hope in that, in that happiness, in Him getting better, in whatever it is. That may be the, the point of contact that God uses to deepen your relationship with Him and your maturity with Him. So He may be keeping you into a place long enough so that you get that depth of that relationship, and then as truth reveals, as you stay engaged, as you get to a place of discernment and wisdom and you take the time, you don't do it out of anger or out of hurt, but you do it from a place of wisdom and strength. Yeah. When you do, when whatever you, you know, if, if something were to happen that you did feel unsafe or that you do feel like your spouse is absolutely hardened, hearted and they're going to be, you know, this is not, that's the place that you've got to take the time and energy to do it. And you can tell whether someone, honestly, I can so whether someone's doing something from a kind of a, like a reactive way or just kind of a soft and gentle. Like if they're bitter, you can kind of tell. Oh, well, I mean, like, you know, I'm mad at my spouse. I had to get rid of him. I'm like, oh, there's a part of me. I'm like, you still got to forgive him. I, yeah, I you mean, do. you know, he's still, I mean, I, I, it doesn't well, what, really matter. Wait, 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 what wait I got to
1: clarify because I, because I want to make sure people, because I know you're not saying this. You're not saying, hey, I can read the hearts of people and I understand their intentions. No, no, no. But what we can say, the reality is there's fruit. You're going to see it. And that's where I always tell people, especially if their spouse has had an affair and they're terrified. And I get it. Yes. How can I trust them?
0: Yes. How do I know?
1: And it's like, hold on, you'll see it. You will see it. And quite frankly, there always seems to be, especially, well, for the believer. The disciple of Christ, there tends to be kind of this Holy Spirit confirmation moment where you get it and you know. But look, but you're going. You're not going to gonna be it. angry when yeah. you're there.
0: You're not. The Holy Spirit is not going to convict you in anger. Well, He's just
1: not. Well, it's not that he can't. It's that we can't. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to convict us when we are living in bitterness there and un- unforgiveness. Yes. So that yeah, anger, if you right. haven't forgiven this person, then that's your first step. By the way. Cause you you you're not even gonna be able to. That's the sad part. Yeah. Cause then you'll miss out on their potential healing, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm or
0: yours, well, <laughs> and yeah, definitely well, yours. <laughs> yes,
1: I do. But no, I just meant like if you'd been terrible, evil, or not evil, but whatever. Um, and but then I'm not forgiving you, and then you have a Holy Spirit transformation, and you become a totally different person. Or that happens for me. Man, because how many times we've had to see that? Oh, absolutely. With people that miss Uh, out on the blessing of someone's life being transformed.
0: Guess what? And that's why you want to trust that God is the power source. Well, you have to be. be. If if you're not engaged in, I would say, bless this woman's heart. she, She needs to be engaged. And I say this not out of a patting her on the head, bless her heart. Bless her that she is at a place, where she's saying, how do I love her? She's engaging in a relationship with God, and she's saying, how do I show fruits of that engagement in God to give that to my spouse? Yeah. Ooh. That's where you want to go.
1: Wait, and I forgot to make a note. Wow, This is so big. So big. I went and earned a master's degree in clinical psychology. Yes. I earned a PhD in psychology. You have a master's degree in clinical psychology. Would Would you feel comfortable diagnosing someone clinically with a mental disorder? No. Neither would I. And I have done all the school. Now, I could have gone that direction because I learned how to do all of that. And I have a... We know broad strokes. Yeah. We have a... Well, I'm a little deeper than a broad stroke. But the point is, I'm telling you, I am so tired of people coming in with diagnoses. Yeah. uh, my my husband's a narcissist. Really? Who who diagnosed him? Well, I mean, I you know, I, mean, I looked it up on ch- Wikipedia.
0: I answer the questions for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had yeah, you've had Oh my God. Hey, I'm I'm not being belittling. I'm no. I'm trying to say I'm not now in my head can I go, "Hmm, this is unique yeah. and maybe this is going on." But even in when I'm doing an intensive with a couple, mm-hmm. I will if I suspect something's going on. And if there's enough chaos, All I do is go, hey, I think a part of your plan after the intensive Mm -hmm. is I want you both to go through an entire battery of assessments with this psychologist person we refer to in downtown Houston, if they're local, um, because I'm still not going to do it. And so, people, if a professional has Mm -hmm. not diagnosed your spouse, back off. You don't get the nuance of things. You don't. I know you can read the definition well, of your bipolar. You have your own well, filter. I'm just saying you can read a definition of bipolar, and I know you're convinced that your spouse is displaying those exact characteristics. There is an incredible nuance to understanding what all those definitions mean and what you really need to be looking for. Because there's certain traits, especially with, um, yeah, different ones, like uh, borderline is a favorite. Oh, and, boy. Uh, there are things that have to be in the person's history. Mm-hmm. And you can't. You keep looking out the door. You're freaking me out. Is someone I'm waiting there?
0: waiting for Maggie. No. Just oh, kidding. okay.
1: No. So, up uh, and then our last thing, and then we'll close it. Because we're already in 30 minutes on this one. What? A personal third party, preferably a licensed professional, to help deal with the chaos, because there's usually chaos when someone has a mental disorder, and that third party licensed needs to help you establish the correct boundaries. Yeah, That's where I come, you come in handy is my job with boundaries is to make sure that I feel professionally they're appropriate mm-hmm. and that they match what's really going. Cause sometimes your boundaries can be used actually as punishment. Yeah. So just know that you also in dealing with a spouse, you might have a mental disorder. You need to have a third party, a professional, be able to help you set up the proper boundaries.
0: Love it. All right.
1: That is all I got. That's it, folks. We, as always, we appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast, tuning in to Facebook Live. Um, yeah, we're enjoying it and we hope that you're enjoying it. And, Amy, do you have any Happy
0: Friday.
1: final words? That's it. Happy That's it. Friday. Happy
0: Friday. That's
1: as deep as it's going to get. That's go. as deep as it's going to get.
0: I was It disappeared, I was aching to be somewhere near Your voice
1: was all I heard I was shaking from a storm
0: in me Haunted by the specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted to be the melody Above the noise, above the hurt